0: You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast.
1: Poor little orphan Jenny. Looks like she needs a Daddy Warbucks. But Daddy Warbucks don't grow on trees. At least not a tree in Brooklyn. Hey, hey, welcome back. We're Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Michelle. And tonight we watched season two, episode 10, or in the double digits, what? entitled Bonfire of the Vanity. Mm-hmm. Original air date, November 10th of 2008, directed by David Von Enken and written by Jessica Queller. She's written a lot of episodes, mm-hmm. at least this season, for sure. Summary for this episode... Blair does not approve of the new man in her mother's life, so she makes it her mission to break up the lovebirds by any means necessary. Jenny moves in with Agnes and pushes forward with her fashion line. Serena continues to fall for the new guy in her life, but she learns something about him that threatens their relationship. And I put that in quotations. Yeah. (laughs) Dan decides to win the trust of Bart Bass in order to write an expose on him for Vanity Fair. But things get heated after Chuck finds out the real reason Dan is spending so much time around his father. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to cheers to Blair. Michelle and I have a a bubbly drink tonight. Non-alcoholic. But... The glass full of gossip this week actually has nothing to do with Blair,
0: <laughs> but we're proud of her. But we're
1: proud of her for trying to be mature in her 18th year of life. I entitled the glass full of gossip this week "Kissed by a Rose." Cute. Thank you. And it's uh, the Martinelli's just sparkling. You know how we grew up non-alcoholic sparkling cider. Yeah, I guess it's what it is. Yeah. This is the apple cranberry flavor. And it's it's pretty color, it's you know, another pretty
0: color drink. Literally, kid juice.
1: Yeah, we said it tastes like Welch's or like Juicy Juice, just with a little like sparkle a in bubble. it, a little bubble. So I entitled it "Kissed by a Rose" because Cyrus and Aaron's last name is Rose. Very and, cute. Let's yeah, Thank As you. As always, you're so thank good at this. You. You're so so good. I get that game. Uh, This episode pretty much is straightforward. We don't really have a lot of jumping of scenes back and forth. So I figure we just go in order and sum up each little plot that's happening. We start out the episode. We're in the loft. Dan and Rufus, he's making breakfast. They're discussing Jenny. And now we know confirmed that Jenny moved in with Agnes. Right. Which we thought was going to happen. Which pretty much you and all the newbies predicted that. But Rufus is like extremely calm. And Dan's questioning why you're so calm. And he's like, well, I actually spoke with Agnes's mother. She went through the same thing that I was going through. And she promises to have Jenny call me occasionally to keep up with, you know, the Joneses and make sure that she's doing okay." Yeah. Even though if Agnes and Jenny, I'm not really sure if Agnes and Jenny are living in Agnes's mom's house or this is Agnes's apartment. I... Was also wondering that. I mean, I thought you know, she'd be living
0: in Agnes's apartment, but it sounds like they're living with her with mom. her mother.
1: Yeah. So you guys can clarify if you know better than I do because I was a little confused by that. Uh, Dan then tells Rufus that he actually can't stay for breakfast or dinner or whatever he was it was. Bolognese. Yeah, bolognese. So yeah. I guess it was lunch or dinner. Yeah. Because he's meeting up again with Noah, and immediately Rufus turns around. And he's questioning, I thought we weren't doing that. And Dan's like, this is going to help jumpstart my career. He's actually going to write me a letter of recommendation for Yale. So Rufus, he's proud of him, but he's also really sad. I know, Rufy's like, I'm proud of you and Jenny. Yeah, he's proud of his kids, but also he's really disappointed in his kids. Because they're going about it in really shitty ways. Right, so it's like a double-edged sword for him. He should be happy, but he's really sad. And
0: like the way they're achieving their... Missions and goals is kind and, of the wrong and way, and they're hurting other
1: people in the process. Yeah, yeah. Next scene, we are at the Waldorf's. Blair, Serena, the minions—they're all planning Blair's 18th birthday party. They're trying to figure out which cocktails they want to serve. I think it was like blood orange martini, which sounds so good, and then a Belvedere martini was the other choice. Yeah, I think. Both sound delicious, but blood orange martini we were saying, that probably is We better. should
0: look that up just to try it. Not even for the podcast. Yeah. I'm just very curious know. in general. I was
1: like, damn it, I should have made that for the Yeah, but <laughs> glass this is delicious. I love this juice. <laughs> Thank you. Serena keeps getting texts from Aaron and he's like, What are you up to? What are you doing? And the girls are talking about boys and how Hazel can't get a date and then Penelope asked Serena oh how's your boy and Serena's like well I wouldn't really classify it as my boy but he is amazing he keeps texting me and telling me to go to these like beautiful spots and uh, I'm supposed to like meet up with him at all these wonderful spots and he's so great and he's actually texting me right now a new spot that I have to go to so like bye I have to go
0: yeah it's like a treasure hunt
1: yeah, I guess. Pretty much like essentially a treasure hunt of places that he wants Serena to go to. Yeah, She's enjoying it, though. So the next scene we have really quick, Jenny and Agnes meet up with a potential business manager. His name is uh, Scott Smith. He's questioning them. They are not on the same page at all.
0: They don't even have the same name for the company. No,
1: they have not the same. They're not on the same page with Vision, Obviously with the name and so Agnes is saying like how she jump started this because she got all the models and the contacts and blah, blah, blah. And Jenny's like, well, I started this because I'm the designer. These are my designs. So you can see both sides there, yeah. But they're also children, so they're arguing in front of him, and he's like, "Listen, <laughs> it's not going to happen." And even Jenny, she's like, "Hey, Agnes, can we talk about this outside? Yeah. Let's not be
0: unprofessional in here. This is, I guess, they've screwed up a bunch of meetings." Yes, it of seems
1: this. as though Agnes has tantrums. <laughs> she Good yeah, word. like a little kid. Yeah, and she throws them. And they get kicked out pretty much at all potential business meetings. And so Jenny is so fed up at this point.
0: And Agnes, her excuse is, we have to find a manager that understands our dynamic and someone who understands that like us fighting isn't us really fighting. Right.
1: Like, you know, we're just like silly and that's our thing and people should understand that. Like, no, you're just immature. Right. And you're not ready for this, clearly. Yeah. So then Jenny's like, look, the the heat from the fashion show was great. It's going to lose. We're going to lose steam really, really quick if we don't find a business manager. We also can't have buyers try and meet with us if we don't have a manager. Like It's not professional and they won't meet with us otherwise. And she's like, I'll find one tomorrow. Agnes is on the mission. She'll find one tomorrow, yeah. even though, you know, she's obviously really reliable. Right. That evening we go to Blair She's setting up for Cyrus to come, yelling at Dorota. So funny. Dorota's moving the flowers like an inch to the left. She's like, Dorota, what do you think we are, peasants? And we're using not the fine china and yelling at Dorota. And Dorota's so cute. And she's like, I'm sorry, Miss Blair. She's like, I don't know, Blair. (laughs) And so Cyrus, is he walks in. And Blair's like, that must be like the cab driver or the limo driver. And Eleanor kisses him. So Blair's like, what? The hell, he's short, bald, fat, and not who I thought he was going to be. So she's immediately taken aback about this man that is her mom's new love. Like, Eleanor loves him. Yeah, like, not who Blair was expecting by any means. Right. And then he comes over to Blair, and he hugs her, and she just stiffens up, doesn't know what to do. And he's like, it's not enough. <laughs> ah, so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Is I this love him.
0: One of your favorite characters, yes. And
1: Shannon and Ryan were talking about how you were going to meet him soon, and so okay, yeah, we love Cyrus. I can see why he's such a mensch, sweetheart. Yeah. Like he's adorable, such a good guy. Unlike someone else, we'll talk about later. Yeah, at the Vanderwoodsons, Chuck comes in, wishes Bart happy twentieth anniversary of Bart Industries uh, Bass Industries. I bought us a season box to the Rangers. Let's go tonight. And Bart's like, come on. You know, I can't clear my schedule for this. You should have known better. There's no way I could possibly go. And, uh, you know, you must judged as usual. So knocks Chuck down Heartful. a few pegs, even yeah. though he always does. And so Chuck leaves. Obviously very upset. Yeah. We go back to Dan, he is meeting up with Noah at this random restaurant. Noah's having dinner with the senior editor of New York magazine. His name is James Wolf.
0: Do you know who Shapiro and Wolf remind me of? Two actors who are impersonating Michael Douglas and Barack Obama. Oh. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> the two of them look like they could be impersonated. and even yeah, they could. Wolf the way he spoke at times I'm like, Oh my god, he very did, reminiscent of yes, Obama. He
1: reminded me of Obama as well. His the his stature and the way he spoke yeah yeah yes so (laughs) james actually tells dan that he loves his piece and he wants him to write an expose for the magazine and so pad just confused he's like well i didn't think you wrote fiction he's like oh this is not going to be fiction this is going to be an expose on Bart bass and their 20th uh anniversary of their company you need to find out dirt on him so we can write this piece. And so it's perfect because you sedate the daughter or, you know, the stepdaughter and you're really close with the family. So you have an in. Dan obviously is like, well, I can't do that. There's no way. Also, he's not dumb. He'll know why I'm coming and why I'm doing this. And so then Noah's pressuring him. They go back and forth. He says to him, like, you just grew a pair of balls. Like, don't, take that away from yourself just yet. You're just getting your feet wet in this industry and convinces Dan to take this job, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's like Dan, but it's unlike Dan. Yeah. As we've seen the past couple of episodes, when it comes to his writing, he generally, he takes the fall and decides to do, go through with it because he I, thinks I think he, it's going to further his career. Yeah, and I think at this point, he's feeling a little insecure
0: about where he is with everything so it's like okay i got an in i'm gonna write this jenny's doing her thing yeah i need to do it i think she's a huge influence huge on him. and so he's like all right well this can further my career i gotta do what i gotta do
1: mm-hmm.
0: plus he's already on shit terms
1: with chuck anyway so yeah you know yeah at times square serena is is in the middle looking up at the screens. She then sees herself and she starts hysterically laughing like, what the hell? This is so cool. This is so amazing. And then Aaron shows up in the screen. And he gives her some stupid spiel about how, you know, he's shown her all the beautiful places he's seen. And now he's showing the beautiful place he's seen her. I think that's how I interpret it. Yeah, like he
0: wants everyone to he wants the beautiful places to see her to see her so
1: let's just display her and let's just kiss and make out
0: in the middle of times square Mm -hmm. yeah and then he proposes that he
1: wants her to pose for him right he wants her to be his muse how romantic yeah the next day at school blair and serena are talking at the lockers blair is so upset about Cyrus. How come you weren't picking up your phone and needed to talk to you about him? He's such a disappointment, not what I expected. And then Serena goes in to tell Blair about how she's becoming Aaron's muse. Blair doesn't think this is a good idea because you can't be a lover and a muse and history will repeat itself over and over again. It never works out. Serena doesn't take this to heart at all because she's so excited and obviously very smitten by Aaron and then leaves saying you should if you you know you're being the the mature person that you are, the Grace Kelly at 18, then you need to accept Cyrus or at least try. And yeah. so then Blair agrees, yeah, I'll try.
0: Like, enough already. Right. She literally says that. Yeah. You know, this scene, I saw both sides, but I was like, here is Blair being selfish again, and Serena's excited about something, regardless if it's a good idea or not. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, let Serena be excited and hear your friend out, and don't blame her for being excited for something. Yeah,
1: Blair generally, especially when it comes to Aaron, but then again, when it comes to Patch, too, she just— guy. Yeah, Serena's she's very of, protective of her friend— And if she ever sees something potentially that's going to hinder, you know, her happiness, then she's all for not doing it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We go to Bart's office. Dan has a meeting with him and interviews him. He's like schmoozing Bart. I'm impressed. He's doing a really great job at it and saying how he knew that he was the man to go to. He's the most successful businessman. Look at New York City and all the stuff that he's built there. And what would my dad know about this world? I'm not, you know, I'm I'm bored of that world and I need something different. And so Bart's like, oh, okay, I get that. So Dan asks him, can I do like an internship or can I shadow you? And Bart's like, well, I'm really busy. But after Dan convinces him with the whole Rufus spiel, he says, I'll let you do two days a week. And Dan's like, perfect, I'll take it. So Dan's gonna now shadow Bart. Yeah, this, I have to say I was very impressed with how smooth he was and very, conniving, very but in a smooth. very genuine way. Yeah, the way it came off, anyway. Mm-hmm. And Bart's like, "Oh, anything for some a friend of Serena's." You know, not a friend of Chuck's. So well, he's no. definitely not a friend of no, Chuck's, no, but no. you know, so that's how he takes Serena into consideration with that at the this random cafe. We see Agnes super hungover. She's got these sunglasses and a hat on. She's eating donuts and vitamin water. Jenny's like, I've been calling you all morning. I've been looking for you. Where have you been? Agnes says she was out with Max. They were partying. Obviously, didn't find any potential business managers for them. So, Jenny's furious I stand with Jenny totally I mean Agnes is such a train wreck I know and
0: Jenny's like I literally gave up my family my job school
1: yeah all for this and all for you and you're not really doing your part here right and they argue and then before they really have a, a closure Agnes gets up to go and throw up so Jenny takes that as like a sign that she should go into Agnes's bag She finds the number for Scott Stein and takes it and decides to call him herself to start a meeting with him just by herself without Agnes. So we already already knew that that wasn't going to end well for her there. Back at Bart's office really quickly, Bart and Dan are wrapping things up. Bart, I guess, really had a good talk with Dan and decides he's going to invite him to take their boxy tickets and go to the ranger game and as soon as he invites him chuck comes in and says well i was going to get your schedule cleared so we could go but i see you already pick someone else to go to go with super shitty so shitty and so dan just was like uh i'm gonna go anyway don't yeah. worry about it and obviously chuck is very upset by everything you don't. It doesn't look like bark as a shit. That he, no, <laughs> no. He's that he offended cle- like at him. this
0: point, he's clearly ashamed of
1: Chuck. Yes, exactly. At the Waldorfs, Eleanor and Cyrus and Blair are going over stuff for Blair's party. They're trying to pick out flowers and peonies, and Blair loves these peonies, but they're so super expensive. And Cyrus is a little bit of a like a penny pincher, trying to get her a price that would work for her and blair's like no i'm good i i don't need your help but thanks and trying trying to be as nice as blair possibly can yeah but it's difficult for her and then uh, cyrus tells eleanor that he got her uh tickets to see cindy Lauper that night well the night of, of blair's birthday party And Blair and Eleanor, when they were growing, when Blair was growing up, they would, like, dance around to the Vibes DVD, and that was, they had so much fun, and Eleanor loved Cyndi Lauper. So she was so excited that she was going to be able to go to her concert, and Blair was like, well, I want, my mom to come to my party and cyrus is like wait what and eleanor's like well, why would you want us you never want me at your parties so blair says well it's my 18th and i'm mature now and it's a mature party so like parents are allowed so cyrus is like let's just reschedule our tickets and eleanor says no i'll celebrate with blair on her real birthday next week so Blair's like oh yeah ready well Mm-mm. with her yeah but cool that he got them cindy got her cindy Lauper tickets Very she cool. loves yeah she loves cindy Lauper. Meanwhile, as all of this is going on, Jenny does meet with Scott Smith. She claims her and Agnes split, even though her and Agnes technically didn't just Agnes yet. doesn't know they split. <laughs> Agnes doesn't know they split. And he's like, that's great. I'll work with you alone. Uh, but you're 18, right? And she's like, well, no, I'm actually 15. Oh, so so God. awkward. And so he's like, young. oh, that's fine. It's like, I'm surprised at how OK he is with all of this. He's like, oh, that's fine. You just need a parental signature to go through with this. That shouldn't be a problem, right? And she's like, no, 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 not a problem at all. Even though inside she's dying because she has no relationship with either of her parents right now. Yeah. So she thinks that it won't be a problem. She leaves. The next scene is Aaron's studio, I guess. Yeah, his studio His space. part of the studio. Serena shows up, doesn't really know what to do as a muse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well right she's is like awkward. posing
1: well how do i pose and he's like why don't you just like be natural and so she's trying to be natural it's not really working for her she sits down on the chair she kind of figures out the groove they kiss he takes pictures of her doing whatever and that's really it for mm-hmm. that portion of this episode um we go to new york magazine yeah. chuck is standing outside He's spying on Dan. He calls his like old friend there. She's an intern. Yeah. And he's like, what do you know about what's going on here? Do you still intern at New York Mag? And she's like, yes. And actually, Dan Humphrey's coming in for a meeting right now. I got to go, but I'll call you later. So Chuck knows. All right. Oh, he's super skeptical from all of this. Yeah. He knows Dan. Why would Dan be interested in the architectural? He's never shown interest in it before. Yeah. And he knows that he wrote this piece on him to begin with. Right. So he's on to him. Yeah. The next morning, Serena arrives at Aaron's studio again, brings coffees and breakfast or whatever. And he set up this like really cool but awkward. It's an insulation of her face. Yeah. A 3D setup. Of all of the pictures and, like, video clips that he's taken of her, I guess, the other day. And it's her face everywhere. They're kissing in this little box. Serena Cave. (laughs) Serena Cave. And then this other girl comes in. And before that, right at the moment, Serena's like, oh, I'm getting used to being, like, your muse. I like it. The girl comes in. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Am I too early?" And Serena's like, "I thought modeling was our thing. What, Serena? What? Come and, on!" And he also, even before they, I mean, the
0: fact that they get into everything that they get into, he's a photographer, so I would never assume that like you're the only I'm model, the only person he's gonna photograph. Right? Come on, come Serena. Come on, Serena. But
1: Whatever. It's it's a typical Serena. Yes. You know. Thought, I guess. Right. I she's say. naive in
0: some yeah. senses and she gets caught up in this romanticism of all of it. Right.
1: No, I get it. But yeah. also, no, I, I was super cringe when she said that. No, I'm like, me too. Serena, he's a photographer. Of course, other people and things will be like modeling for him. Yeah. Yeah. We go to the Humphrey loft, the next scene, and Dan gets this really quick anonymous email regarding information they have on Bart and meet me at this location. So Dan calls Noah and says, I got some dirt on Bart. Like, I'll let you know how it goes. Do you know I uh, thought
0: this was a ploy by Chuck? Same. And that Chuck was going to be there and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Same.
1: And then when he went, I actually thought it was someone hired by Chuck. I also thought that did? Yeah. initially the first time I watched it. And again, really didn't remember the second time I watched it, if that's what happens. Yeah. Because it seems to be like Chuck was scheming something, trying yeah. to catch Dan in a lie. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it turns out it's just this, like, middle-aged guy waiting for him. And the guy tells him that in 1987, Bart bought a building in Midtown to convert into condos. But then the market crashed, so he didn't have enough money to complete the project. And then all of a sudden, this building burned down, and Bart collected the insurance money, and he started that money to build his empire. So a little bit of a shady thing going on there, and nobody really knew the cause of this fire. So yeah. they thought that Bart did it on purpose. Yes, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, really quick at the Waldorfs again, Blair compares Cyrus to Harold with Eleanor, saying how how they're completely different. But Eleanor says that's why he she loves Cyrus is because she's he's nothing like Harold. And Blair, she invites Blair to come to get her hair done with her. And Blair is like, Now nah, I'm good. And when Eleanor leaves, Blair gets to Rhoda and was like, let's figure out how we can take down Harold. Because he's I mean, not Harold. I'm sorry. Cyrus. Cyrus because he's yeah. too nice and there has to be something about him. We need dirt. dirt. Yeah. Right after, at the loft, Dan tells Rufus about what this guy told him and that the facts kind of check out it makes sense rufus is telling him like don't do this it's going to destroy this family and you love serena and lily so why would you try and hurt them in the process of this and dan just wants to get a statement from bart he's like oh no i'm gonna try and just get a statement and then rufus is like yeah but you're gonna exploit him in the process of getting this statement right even if it's true you know if especially if it's true and as they're talking, Rufus gets a phone call from Allison. They're talking about the signature that Jenny tried to get from her. She didn't sign it, and they had to talk to her to Rufus, and Rufus is like, we'll talk about this later because I had to go find Jenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like another bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, elsewhere at lunch, Blair has lunch with Cyrus, and she's attempting to get him to tell her dirt, He originally said opens up saying like how Eleanor is this gem and he never thought he would love anyone like he loves Eleanor. He only felt like this once before in his life and it wasn't with his ex-wife. It was with someone he met when he was in Vietnam, technically still married to his wife, Alice. And so when he went was going back to America to divorce Alice, this Kim Lee, I believe her name was. She ended up dying, which yeah, they, village was, uh, attacked. It was attacked and there was nothing they could do. So they still parted wheeze and they're, they're He said that they're friends, which is, you know, it's great if you can still be friends after her divorce. Yeah. And so Blair stores that she's acting like she's like really into this story. and She's really upset for him and feels things for him. But the audience is like, we know what you're doing with that, Blair.
0: And he says that like his prayers have been answered, right? And it, I feel like Blair feels get does get caught up in the story. She I don't does. know. I really do feel that way because you could see her being like, "Oh my god!" And you still loved her. Like I really feel like she got caught up. But she's Blair. She mm-hmm. has a mission. She's got to use what she's got to use. And I feel well. I'll say when we get there. I'll yeah.
1: No, that. I. There was a part of me that she did look like she was totally invested. Like in her, what her walls he was went saying. down mm-hmm. for a hot sec. But then ultimately, I think she probably went home and when Eleanor, which this, we'll talk about the scene, it made her use yeah. the ammo that she got. Yeah. Very quickly um, at the Vanderwoodsons, I was confused as to why Serena decided to pick up the phone again and call Aaron to invite him to the puppet theater in Central Park. And so he's like, yeah, uh, yeah it sounds like fun, but I'm like a little busy right now. And we're just hanging. And she's like, oh, are you working? He's like, yeah, but no, we're just hanging out. So.
0: (laughs) I think she called him because of the way she reacted and she thought about it. And she's she's like, like, I'm overreacting. Yeah. He's working.
1: He'll probably finish up. Mm -hmm. We can hang out. Right. But not the case because now he's still hanging out with that other model and they're just hanging out. And he says. We can go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. So Serena's like, yeah, okay. Hangs up the phone. At the Waldorf's, we go back and Eleanor confronts Blair saying, I know what you were up to. Cyrus is too nice. He didn't really know what you were scheming. And I thought we were going to be mature on our 18th birthday. And she's like, you're just just manipulating and meddling like you always do. And she says, Cyrus is the best man I've met in a long time. And I guess that struck a chord with Blair. I think it Blair got defensive and it was like, oh yeah, you're going to speak to me like this. Well, yeah. Bam. And so then she leaves a bomb of, well, he's just like daddy. He cheated on his ex-wife and leaves it with that. And so yeah. Eleanor leaves. No
0: information to back Right. There's or no, when it happened. No or-
1: explanation because that's Blair. Really quickly on the street. Oh God, this is awful. Um, Agnes gets a call from Scott Smith's office looking for Jenny and the secretary was like, oh, I'm sorry that, you, you know, can you just give her the message that the paperwork is ready to be signed for Jenny, for J. Humphrey designs. And then Agnes is like, yeah, 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 I'll pass the message along. So then we go to Agnes's apartment and Jenny stumbles upon her in the doorway holding all of her dresses and she's like, your dad was here looking for you. So now we know <laughs> Rufus was there. And so Jenny's like, oh, shit. OK. And she's like, what are you doing with my dresses? And she's Je- Agnes comes clean saying, like, I know you stole that number of Scotts from my phone. You're a thief. <laughs> and Jenny's like, oh, trying to talk her off the ledge because she sees her holding all these dresses. And she's like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Agnes takes the, the whole bunch of dresses, throws them in the trash, lights it on fire uh, lights puts flu you know um
0: lighter fluid. lighter fluid
1: thank you and lights up the whole dresses on fire and Jenny's like are you crazy and she's hysterical and Agnes is like yeah I am insane I am I am insane like don't piss off Agnes and she said also you need to get out yeah get out of my space right and Jenny's like those are my dresses and she goes well there are no ones now yeah and get out get out of my apartment because I don't want you here anymore uh so Jenny has nowhere to go But home. But home. Yeah. We uh, we go to the party. Serena's 18th... I'm sorry. Blair's 18th party. 18th birthday party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Serena is introduced to Cyrus. The scene I was waiting for because he says he recognizes Serena Mm -hmm. from Aaron's pictures. And she's like, how do you know Aaron? He's like, he's my son. And Michelle's like, what? What? Yeah. And I was waiting for this because... They do this a lot on Gossip Girl. And in, in our second part, I will read what Caitlin has to say about it. Because, of course, he's Aaron. He's Cyrus's son. Like, they bring in these characters of Agnes and Max. And, like, of course, they know, you know, Aaron. And then Aaron oh, knows Cyrus. And mm-hmm. It's like,
0: it right. just so happens that yeah. these people
1: know each other. Yeah. So, she's like, oh, my God. He, and so, Cyrus says... I know my son's very smitten with you, even though he doesn't show it. That leads Serena to go find him. She's like, oh, I have to leave, even though she just got to the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to leave. Best and party. it's her best friend's party.
0: And her and Blair spoke about
1: it. And Blair pretty much told her, like, oh, I told you so. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, Eleanor then, in the middle of everything, when she sees Cyrus, accuses him of cheating. And he admits to it right off the bat. She says, get out. And he leaves. And Blair watches the whole thing. Eleanor comes up to Blair and says, I just I need to lie down. I thought he was different. She goes in the other room. Immediately after this, <laughs> Cindy Lauper comes to the Waldorfs and Blair sees her and she's like, Oh my God, what are you doing here? And she says it's Cyrus out her show just so that she could perform at blair's birthday party and she has to meet this blair waldorf and blair's like um charmed me yeah and then dorota the sweetest part she comes over and blair's like dorota dorota this is cindy lopper she's your biggest fan and dorota's like oh my god miss blair don't (laughs) leave me So so cute i love that um and then she goes, Blair. Where are you going? And she says, "Well, instead of like I think a choker, a Harry Winston choker, she got a conscience for her birthday. Way so, to go, Blair! Finally, right? Um, to sum up that part, Blair goes outside to find Cyrus. He sends his limo driver home because he thought he was going to have like a good night at Eleanor's for the birthday party. Blair figures out that he was he schemed." He was one-upping Blair because he used Cindy Lopper as a way to manipulate her emotions and manipulate Eleanor and she's like, "Oh shit. <laughs> you manipulated me." And he's like, "Well, I'm a lawyer. Like I have to do things three steps ahead of everyone and I can't always depend on my looks to get me through." And Blair's like, "Huh?" that's genius and he's like thank you and like they hug and she's still stiff but you can tell she's she's trying to warm up to it and they both kind of said that they were wrong about each other so i thought that was sweet very cute yeah really quickly at the vanderwoodsons right before that dan arrives to see bart and explains to him that he knows about the fires he doesn't tell him how he got the source but uh, someone told him about it And Bart says that he's always thought about it and felt really guilty for the man that died. And Dan's like, wait, wait, wait. I had no idea someone died. And then immediately Chuck comes in and says, don't say anything else, Dad. He's writing an article for the New York Magazine and he's trying to exploit you and our family. And so Bart is surprised because I feel like he did trust Dan. Definitely. And he asked Dan how much money will it take for you to stay quiet <laughs> in the Dan fashion. He's like, look, I, I don't need any money. I'm just going to go. Yeah. Quickly after that, Chuck sees him going into the elevator and he's like, please don't use this because it will absolutely destroy my family. And also I'll destroy you. And f- yeah, cause he's Chuck, of course. And Dan's like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. You're Chuck. I don't I didn't want to cause any issues here, even though you took this job, but right. we get it. Um, so Dan then leaves. Hmm. After that, Dan, uh, actually is looking over his story and he leaves it with the concierge saying that Bart should read it with a note on it. And the butler brings it up to Bart. He opens it with the drive and it has a note. Like, I'm so sorry that I did this. And it's the article, the novel that he was writing on Charlie Trout mm. and which is Chuck. And, how he feels about his mother and how Bart doesn't love him because his mother died in childbirth and all the things that Chuck told Dan previously. Yeah. So Bart takes that into consideration. Watch this Aaron shit. I just want to just wrap it up because I don't want to keep talking about it. Um, Serena then after the party, when she tells Cyrus she has to go find him, He's eating dinner with a model. It's like a candlelight dinner. She's like, um, okay, sorry you're eating dinner. Didn't mean to interrupt. He then comes up to her and says, like, hey, I I date multiple people. It's not like high school anymore. I don't know how you feel, but, like, you could do it too. And she's like, uh, (laughs) I don't roll that way, though, but thanks anyway. So she gets offended, and she walks out. Because, you know, that's she not what, that's not they what were she was planning exclusive on. Exactly. And in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, at the Humphrey Loft, Jenny, <laughs> she walks in defeated, but also very angry. Rufus is strumming on his guitar, and he's like, Oh, so you're back home? She's like, No, I'm not. And I won't be unless you sign these papers for me. And Rufus won't. Because he says it's going against everything he tried to teach her. She's hurting people in the process. If he signs this, then it's like allowing her to do all that. And Jenny's like, but I've worked so hard towards everything. I'm going to lose everything. And he's like, well, that's just like the price you're going to have to pay.
0: Yeah, because if I sign it, it just proves
1: that you did wrong to get what you want. Right. And like, I'm not okay with that. And she says, "I'll find some way, some other and way." And he to says, get it. "Oh, what are you gonna crash on Agnes's couch until you're 18? And she said, "I guess so." She was like, "Yeah, if that's what I have to do." The next morning, Jenny ends up sleeping at the art gallery. She wakes up, calls Scott Smith to or Stein, sorry, Smith, Smith, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. requesting that they meet. She's ready to, to you know, discuss She's her discuss adventure some things. Yeah. Uh, we can just sum up that portion. Scott and Jenny have a meeting. He said, she's like, I'm not going to be able to get those signatures. I'm sorry. Like, There's nothing I can do about it. So he suggests that she get emancipated from her parents. She's like, oh, like like I'm divorcing my parents. He's like, yeah, essentially that's what it is. She's like, okay, how do I do it? Yeah, And that's how the scene ends with that. The next morning at the uh, Vanderwoodsons, we have a very sweet scene of Bart and Chuck. I was so happy to see this. Yeah, me too. Even though I'm st- I'm angry with Bart always. Yeah, because
0: he says that it's been hard for him to love Chuck because he reminds him so much of his wife. Right. And he misses her so much. So and much. And I'm like, okay, so because you can't face your son, because you miss your wife, so your son has to take the shit end of the stick of this right that's so awful but he says he wants to get to know him yeah and everybody grieves differently and it's just true so sad that chuck had to go through Go this. right
1: he had to get the brunt out of the, of the stick because he Bart can't open up deal with his emotions yeah. yeah so he's going to try and get to know and they're son. gonna go to a ranger and game. they're gonna go to a ranger game together which is so sweet All is well in the world. Yeah, (laughs) for now. Uh, At the loft, Rufus and Dan, they talk about Jenny. Jenny actually called Dan saying, you know, what happened. Dan then tells Rufus he put the kibosh on the whole story. He's not going to go through with it. And Rufus says that Dan saved the Bass family. Then Dan goes back saying, well, you need to save our family. You need to do anything possible as much as it hurts to get Jenny back here. Because just like let her win at this point. It's better than having a strained family. Mm-hmm. We just want her back happy and healthy. And <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> at the same time, you know, Jenny's like, I'm going to divorce my parents. Yeah. So, right. Jenny's going to divorce them and Rufus is going to try and get her back. It's yeah. it's going to be we'll a little tricky. we see what tricky. happens. Exactly. Next morning at the Waldorf's, uh, Blair and Serena are on the phone. Serena's telling her how she broke it off with Aaron even before it began because obviously they don't see Didn't eye to begin. eye. And Blair's like, you don't casually date. As much as you like. have this free spirit persona, you're like a one and one-on-one type of person when it comes to romantic relationships and Serena's like yeah maybe you're right but I wish I was born in the 60s (laughs) it's totally my era and I would have like flourished there and then Blair goes back telling Serena that she's tolerating Cyrus and she's trying to like him because he makes Eleanor so happy and she walks down into the dining room and Cyrus is there they're eating breakfast being all sweet and she's like I gotta go hangs up the phone Eleanor says we have great news, and Cyrus is like we've been up all night discussing, and we think we should move in together. I'm gonna move in here today. And was like, <laughs> and my my thoughts were, I don't think I think Blair was surprised, but I don't think she was like really that upset. No, I about think she's it. just surprised. She's just like, oh, because okay. she was
0: when she was on the phone with Serena, she was saying, you know, with this relationship. He's going to pick her up like two nights a week and that's how it's going to be. And then it went straight to like, oh, he's moving in one night of talking all about love and death and Mm -hmm. the world. And they're like, hey, he's going to move in today.
1: Yeah. Our last scene really is we're at the Vanderwoodsons. Aaron comes to see Serena and she's like, why are you here? He's like, well, I'm taking you to the puppet show. She says, but we broke up and (laughs) we both Michelle and I at the same time were like, You were never together. And he reminds her, but we were never together. And then confuses the shit out of us and says that he really likes Serena, but he doesn't like the stuffiness of the Upper East Side and how they go about things. And he thought that she felt the same way about that. And he doesn't want to be like his parents. Right. But. But what does that have to do with dating multiple girls at once or being monogamous or being monogamous? Like either way we were talking um, on commentary that people on the Upper East Side generally cheat. So it's just, I mean, his, his dad cheated. Right. Blair's father cheated.
0: Lily has cheated on every, (laughs) well not, she's had multiple husbands. Right, right? Uh, who else we got? Like everybody seems. To- it's always there's always scandal. No one going seems
1: here. to be so straightforward, right? And he's so he's saying that he doesn't want to be like that, yet he pretty much is, is that.
0: Yeah. And he's still
1: a privileged kid from the Upper East Side trying to be different when you're just being an asshole. <laughs> and so Serena is accepting of his speech, and she decides, yeah, let's go go to the park, and she. Decides not to change her clothes. She's still in her slip from the night before. Puts her coat on. They go out to the park and they throw leaves at each other. And that's how the episode ends. But there's really no resolution with that. She's She's just just accepting it. You're
0: right. I don't need to be and put on an appearance. But meanwhile, her wearing a slip is making a statement. Right. It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm sure some fashion would be like, oh,
1: wow, look at that slip she's rocking a slip right Serena yeah Woodson. there she is mm-hmm. spotted mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, but that's how we close the episode so we'll take a break and okay. come back
0: I'm Liz parker and five days ago i died
1: you remember these iconic lines, check out Pass the Hot Sauce, a Roswell podcast. Join two longtime fans and one newbie as we recap every episode of the original WB show, spoiler free.
0: We've got new recap episodes every two weeks and alien centric mini episodes.
1: Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Roswell Hot Sauce. And check out Pass the Hot Sauce on the podcatcher of your choice. OK, so we're back from break. We're going to start with trivia as always. This episode title is based off of the movie Bonfire of the Vanities. Never saw it. Never heard (laughs) of it. Most of of these movies never saw, never heard of. Gossip Girl doesn't have her usual voiceover in the beginning of the episode, which I mentioned to Michelle when we were off of Mike. Mm -hmm. This is the first appearance of Cyrus Rose, so he will stick around, not on the island. Dan's email is daniel underscore humphrey at (laughs) stjudes.org. And this is the only episode where Bart's character in Dan's story world, Bernie, is mentioned. Oh, didn't even notice. Didn't notice that. And then TV.com's MVP this week was Dan with eight votes. Because in the end he decided to do the right thing. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Music we had. We had lots of Kings of Leon. Like so many uh, songs, "Sucks on Fire" by Kings of Leon, "Satellites" by We Know Plateau, "Closer" by Kings of Leon, "Be, so- Be Somebody" by Kings of Leon, "What Is Life" by Youth Group, "Echo" by Cyndi Lauper, "Manhattan" by Alan White, and "Shooting War" by We Know Plateau. Um, let's go into questions, okay? Comments, concerns, no goofs this week, unfortunately, but can't win them all. We'll start off with Muse Chick, our girl Vic, on Instagram. She says, welcome back, Nicole. Unfortunately, Nicole wasn't obviously with us this episode, but we missed her dearly. Yes. She will be on she soon, will. promise. Uh, she says, oh my God, I hated Jenny, Padge, and Bart in the beginning. I can't stand Aaron. Serena doesn't even know what she wants. She was mad. She interrupted dinner and walked out. And he said he needs to date multiple people. And then she goes out with him again. I feel bad for Rufus. His kids are just acting Mm. selfish. Mm. When I saw the meeting with Jenny and Agnes, I had a feeling this was going to go badly. But for Jenny to take her contacts, knowing it would piss her off, I had no clue that she would burn her dresses. And now that she has nowhere to go, even though she kind of did it to herself, the idea of emancipating herself is wrong because in the end she's still a child. I don't think Rufus is going to cave. I'm sorry, she says, I think Rufus is going to cave. I felt even worse for Chuck. All he wants is to spend time with his dad. Even knowing how his dad treats him, he still asked Padge not to run the story because it would destroy him. I'm glad Padge didn't go through with it and sent the story to Bart along with the cassette. That scene where Bart walked into Chuck's room to talk to him made me actually tear up. Now we know why Bart is the way he is and how he feels towards chuck do you think padge decided not to go along with the story because of what his dad said about destroying serena or because chuck sincerely asked him to not do it in the elevator because of chuck yeah me too i don't think he even thought about serena at this point i think being
0: in that situation and seeing bart's face and chuck's face i think it was by chuck
1: yeah uh do you did you expect agnes's reactions to jenny going behind her back to be so extreme and do you think Jenny will get emancipated? Uh, I'm not surprised
0: by it because Agnes seems like a loose cannon. And I think she'll get emancipated. I think she's very much going to try. And I think Rufy's going to try to level with her. And we'll see how that goes. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Vec. Thank you.
1: Caitlin Fenorin on Instagram says, I'm planning on watching episode 10 tonight after work to send in some questions and comments. But in case I'm unable to, I wanted to go ahead and send this first. I love how quick Michelle was to point out in episode 8 how bizarre it was that these new characters who were introduced separately end up all connected somehow. We already had it happen with Marcus and his stepmom and now with Aaron, Max, and Agnes and again and again. This is something that will keep happening throughout the rest of the series, and it always bothers me. Like, mm-hmm. they, they do it every single time. And every time it's framed like some huge gasp factor, but it starts to get way too predictable. I was wondering if this was something Liz had noticed and if it bothered her, too. So I went back and I said, it's been a while since I've watched this, and I didn't quite notice it as much as you're saying – but i was really excited for you to meet cyrus tonight and yeah. then more excited for you to find out that aaron was his son i just don't think it's necessary but it's obviously not. i don't know what's to come right and she says oh my gosh i forgot about that so she didn't even it just they do this over and well, over why can't again. we just
0: have these new characters why they have to be
1: linked exactly why why our last question is from teresa0890 on instagram she says hey ladies hope i'm not late So this episode, Cyrus, oh, my God, I love him so much. Mm -hmm. Agnes is kind of crazy. The Jenny downward spiral continues, and I kind of feel bad for her seeing as that she's only 15. Bard is an asshole. I fell for Chuck when his dad tried to give him the tickets, but then as soon as Dan asked, he was like, yeah, sure. Again, don't really care about Serena and Aaron, but girl, come on, at least put on some clothes to go outside and not just a slip dress. Dan annoyed me at the beginning, but when he didn't put the story out about Chuck, it gave Bart instead, and gave it to Bart instead, so he could understand Chuck better, I felt was the right thing to do for him. Question What would you have done if you were in Dan's shoes? Do you think this new relationship between Bart and Chuck will last? No, I don't, no. I think it's just like, hey, we're on
0: mutual playing field now, even. Mm hmm. What would you do if you were in Dan's shoes? I wouldn't go through with it. Right. I would never, ever wrote the piece to begin with, I guess. No. And I get you're trying to further yourself, but I guess that's where I probably just wouldn't in that way.
1: Right. Yeah. You
0: don't, like Rufy said, you don't use people to get shit from them. I have to stop cursing. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's like, Michelle, use other words in your vocabulary, but shit. I just love curse words. Same. No, I but he does say, like, don't use people to get things from them. Mm-hmm and i would not do that i mean that's awful you're you're, because you're trying to get ahead i get it you want to get into yale you feel so passionate about your writing this is not the way to go about it
1: be a stand-up citizen which he does at the end right now so we so we see let's go into fashion headbands yeah i had i had six I also had six. Yay. Nice. There was two girls in the background that yep. I didn't know if you caught them. Yep. What other fashion did you like? I love,
0: well, first off, not love, but I wanted to make a note of it that when we see Agnes and Jenny in the first scenes that we see them, their mm. outfits are so trendy and forever 21 yeah not my thing but i'm like oh my god this is like forever 21 definitely
1: yeah agnes had like those lace uh tights yeah Mm -hmm. not you know not my thing what about dan's black jacket we liked that and we liked the green button down too we liked that green button down and i liked chuck's pink shirt with the cardigan over Mm -hmm. it i I also liked chuck's blue and yellow like grandpa blazer and i wasn't thrilled about the stuff he wore under it but i thought that looked nice Right. I did like Chuck's blazer. It had
0: neon, like, threading yes, going through yes. it. Yes, Which my boss just bought a blazer. It looks exactly like that. Cute. Very
1: cool. I liked Agnes's camel hat when she was hungover. Yeah, that was good. I loved Blair's birthday dress. Yes. Her whole outfit, the lipstick, Oh, the my hair. God. I know. She looked amazing. And I did like Serena's dress, too. It's a very typical Serena yeah. with her toddies out. Yeah, but she's gorgeous.
0: <laughs> I did like Blair's red Umps. in the last scene she's wearing like that neon skirt yeah when she goes to breakfast with yes, she's cute you know,
1: yeah we did notice her bw necklace i, I like that too i like that very much i like dan wearing the plaid shirt with the blazer over it when he saw um bart yeah
0: you know going back to the bw necklace i love that but like i could never have that because it would just say mister oh yeah you would like <laughs> why does your necklace say mister
1: mine says it <laughs> Either way, it's shit. That's why I had the uh, nameplate that had my name, and yeah. it was inscripted and it still didn't look like yeah, my yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved Serena's uh, metallic gold shirt that she wore when she was went to no, when she went to go see. Oh wait, yes, when, when she, she was, was a muse? after she was amused, and she went to go visit him while he was eating dinner. Yeah. Um, should we go into some quotes? Sure thing. Your mother is a diamond in an ocean of coal. I told you to put the roses on the table. <laughs> Yelling at Dorota. Mm-hmm. That tiny man must have had the se- some secret I can exploit. B, enough already. It is enough. That Serena says to her. And she says, I wanted a Harry Winston choker for my birthday, but instead I got a conscience. I thought modeling was our thing. Ooh. I want to know my son. Yeah, that that really, sweet. I remember going and reading the summary and, like, actually getting choked up Emotional. when I read that. You have the glow of a Chinese lantern. Yes, Dorota. Dorota. Oh, she's got some good one-liners. Hazel will kill herself from envy. <laughs> Freaking about, Hazel. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Or when Blair's like, I am Grace Kelly. Yeah, I am, yeah, Grace, I am Kelly. Grace Kelly. I am Grace <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> oh, I thought was modeling was our thing. Yep. Yeah. hmm should we do i have to think about this actually mvp and shittiest i like totally just brushed over it in my thoughts i have my mvp and i have my shittiest so
0: whenever you're
1: ready actually i think i could be ready mm-hmm. mvp on three okay Th- three, on one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three, yeah yeah three, three two one, one cyrus, cyrus
0: yes I, he's great i love this new character i love this actor because he's been in so many things Harriet uh, wallace sean i believe his name is he's in
1: clueless clueless princess he's, bride so many things he's the voice of who's he the voice of in toy he, story uh mr, mr. potato, potato head? head oh no slinks slinks yeah yeah i think so <laughs> right oh my gosh people are probably like, oh, yeah, yeah slinks
0: right uh no it's definitely not mr
1: potato head it's yeah, slinks yeah
0: yeah He's wonderful, and I just—he's just, he's I just he's like, like a ball of mush, and he's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And I love how different he is from Eleanor. Yeah, and oh. he one-upped Blair. Going back to—I was thinking of this on when we took a break. Mm. Going back to Aaron's whole, I don't want to be like my parents. Yeah. So, wouldn't you want to be monogamous because your father divorced? I'm assuming right, they were that's divorced, his or not? I'm assuming
1: Alice is his mother. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> right, I know. It's like, that's why I'm like mad that Aaron is his son because he's such a little shit. Unless
0: we're missing a whole point here and people are going to write into us. So if we are, let us know. Yeah. But this is my initial thoughts and your initial thoughts. Totally, This is how we took it. Right, so, right, right. This doesn't make sense to me.
1: Shittiest. Yeah. Three, two, one. one Jenny. Darkness. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh huh. Please, please. Okay. I was
0: Team Jenny this whole episode, until she went home to Rufus.
1: Yes, she was very. He said, "Oh, you're not even five minutes without taking your jacket off, and you're already trying to like manipulate me with emotion." I get it, and that's the thing is like I get her. Agnes is a was a close second for me,
0: mm-hmm. but it was just until Jenny got home, and he's like, "Of course, this is your home." He welcomed her like a good father. Yeah. And she this will had, always be your home. And she had to just be instead of, you know, and I think maybe she's so defensive when it comes to him at this point. But if she sat down, and was like, this is what happened to me. I gave up everything, like own it mm-hmm. and then have the conversation. Be like, dad, will you do this for me? I'm going to be here. This is what I want to focus on. Right. He he's already
1: been taking those steps. Like, yeah, the homeschooling. So he know, I think he's just so upset with her actions. Right. And obviously like, the whole gorilla fashion show and like not taking into account that this was Lillian Bart's day. Yeah. And he just, he's so disappointed with mostly everything that she's done to further her career. Uh, he's trying, he was trying to be accepting. It's like, he's just <laughs> getting his limit. He's bra- the breaking point of that whole situation. So I feel bad for Rufus. But I mean, I picked Agnes for probably the same reasons as Jenny, because she like I said earlier, throws tantrums, she's immature, doesn't care. But I mean, Jenny is way more passionate and more level headed. She just is free spirit, just goes with the neck whatever the next step is, whatever wherever the next party is.
0: Yeah, I mean Agnes She's not as serious. No, about and Agnes is this creative, visual right. visionary and as much and she is a good catalyst. So it's like she you need her And Jenny is obviously the person who can make these visions come to life. Yes. In terms of tangible. So they need each other. They do. They just need someone who can actually manage the both of them. And keep them on track. Which is hard.
1: And that's when Agnes is like, we need someone who like understands us. It's like, well, no, just be two professionals and you won't. Yeah, because you go, they're so young. But Agnes is not 15. No, she has
0: to be 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. And so Jenny, when she says, when she said it again, like I'm 15, i was like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, because... Literal baby. You can be homeschooled and model. And yeah. And, you know, she could have started out as a young model. But I think she's definitely out of high school.
0: And I think Jenny just got caught up in this wave and it just came all so fast. Mm-hmm. And she can't get out of it. Yeah. You know, and, at this
1: point. And Agnes is, like, so... What's the word? Influential? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so it's hard for her to kind of try and pick up the pieces every time because she's like waiting for that next step before she can get like her hands on yeah, yeah. or like a grip on things yeah it just keeps getting ha- keep happening and then it's getting taken away from her and then it's happening again and getting taken away from her and so yeah and she's 15 like she has no knowledge of how to be a businesswoman right and obviously neither, neither does Agnes so yeah well let's do patron of the week Woo-hoo! It's patron of the week It's patron of the week It's patron, patron of, of the week It will it be
0: It's patron of the week
1: So this week She already sent us a Gossip Girl question. Thank goodness at the last minute. Otherwise, I wouldn't... No, I'm kidding. I still would have picked you, Teresa. Teresa, Because you left us such great um, messages for our You episode. And you always send us questions for Gossip Girl. And you sent us the preview for this week, which I actually didn't show Michelle. But she said she's going to keep sending the previews if she can find them. So I'm definitely going to, in the future, show them to you. Because this one, maybe we'll watch it after. It was so unnecessarily dramatic for what the episode was. Oh. Yeah. Not that the episode wasn't heavy because a lot of parts were, yeah. but they made it so dramatic. So I want you to watch it. Okay. Maybe I'll post it on Patreon for everyone to watch. Um, but thank you for all of your continued support. You've been with us for so many years. Always trusty T. Love you, and tea. we love you so much. So thank you very, very much. And thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. Thank you. I think it's time for me to give you the title for next week. Okay, let's see. And you can disentel what your predictions are. All right. And I think you're going to get a kick out of what the title is. Okay. Episode 11 of season two, titled The Magnificent Archibalds. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. Hey, Nate. I know. Nate was missing this episode. This annoyed me. I was like, okay, so we're not going to touch upon we the We didn't even talk about Nate. We're not even going <laughs> to mention Nate. Nate's not Nate and Chuck both aren't going to go to Blair's birthday Mm. that's weird you're so right Lily wasn't at the birthday it seemed like it was mostly girls I guess I
1: guess so and it was like kind of flapperish looking well the minions were dressed like yeah but it didn't besides the service I feel like there wasn't many men there but yeah Cyrus yeah no patch no Lily Chuck no Lily yeah.
0: Okay, so Magnificent Archibalds. All right, so we're getting some Anne. And I guess we're going to touch upon... Howie. Howie. Shitty Howie. Mm. And maybe we'll we'll see Nate in the Hamptons. Like, we'll get some visions of... Not visions, but... um. Wow, scenes. scenes <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Woo! Scenes of Nate and his mom being in the Hamptons. And, like, maybe some time will go by and be like, oh... What are you doing? We got to make a decision. Howie is where is Howie currently? Um, Can remind me. Is he away? He's. Did they arrest him? Yeah, they did. Right, because remember he punched the whole punching thing, or did that?
1: No, that that was a while ago. Okay. Um. No, he was in hiding. Hiding. Remember? Yeah, but I think they found him. If I'm not spoiling anything, or
0: did they? Weren't they in hiding? And Catherine. Was holding that right. She was going to use the secret. Okay, so I think
1: it was let out anyway. Yeah, I think they called him. If my
0: memory serves me correctly. Either way, we knew it was coming. So like, I'm not that upset if I don't know that yet. But we're gonna touch upon that. Mm -hmm. And if the whole title is named from them, so I guess it's gonna be a Nate heavy episode and a Anne heavy episode. I I have no idea what
1: they could be doing right and there's nothing really in this episode that would give you any inkling as to what's going to happen next episode right besides serena and aaron yes that continues into next episode but yeah that's it (laughs) yeah because
0: blair had her birthday and she right now is she's doing pretty well she's doing all right yeah she's good with eleanor her and cyrus are on good terms Mm -hmm. now chuck and potentially bart will Re- Rekindle something. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be hanging out. Maybe like sweet family moments. Hopefully. Maybe Eric can join in on that like yeah. brotherly love hockey game. I know. Or maybe like a family outing to the hockey game. I think it could be really fun. Would be so cute. But it's... We're starting... I guess we just have to start building up Nate and this whole storyline. Yeah. And I have to feel like they're coming back to the city. Like I mm-hmm. spent all this time in the Hamptons. Right. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Pretty pretty broad but it's broad i mean you're definitely if not next episode in the future warm okay so that's all i'll give you i'll take it it's time for you to predict i know the dreaded question of who you think is gossip girl or who's working for her Mm -hmm. i feel like gossip girl was pretty quiet she was yeah and like i said before she didn't have her normal intro she did come in Mm -hmm. Every so often with Jenny and Serena, but that's about it. I mean, it could be anybody. It really could be. No, I know. It's like an
0: obvious statement, Michelle, but (laughs) really her face was all over Times Square and Gossip Girl commented on it. It's not like it's hiding anything Mm -hmm. from Aaron. And the minions, I feel like, were so caught up with boys. They didn't even care. Or they were just rooting for Serena. Like, Mm -hmm. who are we shit-talking? Bart and Chuck and Padge, that whole thing, and Jenny and Agnes.
1: Yeah, Jenny and Agnes definitely were on the radar of Gossip Girl.
0: But I'm trying to, again, keep in mind of who Gossip Girl kept commenting on. Like, the Mm -hmm. little bits here and there. It was, like, Serena and then Serena at the end. Okay. And Jenny a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her face. It just (laughs) leaves me with nothing. I feel like I can't be Jenny because Jenny is so... She's got some shit going on. Uh Agnes is insane. She probably does not even care about that. Yeah, the she girl. doesn't have time for that. She doesn't have time for that. Serena is so just doesn't know what a relationship is or if she's in it or if she's not. And Blair is caught up taking down her mom's boyfriend. Hey, I I am literally struggling here. Like I do I'm Sorry. Every, no, I know. It's just <laughs> I don't even have like a good enough answer to back up my answer. I have no good, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Hey, Aaron's girlfriend. Aaron's other model chick. Okay. I feel like she's probably just spying on them. All right. God, that's such a bad answer. I'm sorry, guys.
1: You can't win the model. What would, would you pick? <laughs> uh, I who would is- I pick? I would pick. I would pick Nate because he's not there. So but- maybe on the outside, he's looking in. Maybe he didn't actually leave town. Oh, and so he's just spying on everyone? Mm-hmm. That's a really good creative answer. <laughs> I give you an A plus in your creative thank writing you. class. Thank
0: you. Like Michelle, you get s- no points. It's fine. Not um, even
1: a gold star. Sticker. I will try and find an image of this girl <laughs> with Erin. But screenshot it. Um thank you for your your predictions, Michelle. I know it is hard. It is right a tough it's really question. Hard. I know. But Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. As always, you can check us out on all of our social media accounts. We're 3 Pod, pretty much everywhere. We also have a Gmail account. If you want to get bonus goodies, you can go to ItTakes3Network.com and join our little Patreon fam. We also have a One Tree Hill giveaway going on right now. You can win two prints, one for you and one for your Valentine's Day lover, so... You can head over to It Takes Three Network on Instagram and check out that giveaway post. And we will see you guys next week. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls.